Welcome to That Shady Buffalo Podcast, a podcast about unimportant things that for some reason are important to us. I'm your host, David Cole, and this week we are talking about The Hobbit. You may say to yourself, but wait, we've already done this three times, but this is the fourth time. (laughs) This is a different movie. So, you know, if you didn't know, there is a different Hobbit movie from 1977. We have the crew back again. Spencer, Devin, Vince, we're all back, ready to talk about The Hobbit from 1977. One Uh, last time. One more Hobbit. (laughs) One more Hobbit episode, and then theoretically it will be the end of the hobbit episodes right yeah, maybe uh, it, should, it should be hopefully <laughs> we're ending on a, a a note i don't know if it's a high note i don't know if it's what we're <laughs> ending on something here uh with the 1977 hobbit so we'll just get, jump in and, and talk about our first impressions of the movie in terms of before we we watched it to prepare for this episode so I don't know, honestly. Uh, I know some of you have and have not seen it. Um, so I'm going to like throw it out there. And if you haven't seen it, then you can just tell me you haven't seen it before. But uh, Vince, had you watched this before this last like few days? I have never. This is my maiden voyage <laughs> of The Hobbit. And I say maiden voyage because it reminds me of the Titanic. The movie does? Yeah, not the film, the wreck. <laughs> Uh, I love it. Okay. Hey, here we go. <laughs> We're getting started. Sassy. Okay. Sassy. Uh, Devin, what about you? Uh, yeah, I've I've seen this before. It's uh, it's one of those films that uh, I came across when I was much younger, and I remember <clears throat> renting this from a blockbuster video. Which mm-hmm. for our uh, younger listeners will have to, they'll have to Google that or you know ask their grandparents about what that was. Grandpa, uh, tell me about Blockbuster. That's when the weekends meant something, kids. You kids uh, don't know nothing about entertainment anymore. No, Blockbuster and Pizza Hut. Tell me what. <laughs> I had to get dressed and leave to go get a movie <laughs> with a tie. <laughs> and a dress code. <laughs> no but i do remember watching this and uh i think this was my first introduction to the like tolkien verse oh wow yeah so it, but it didn't really stick not mm-hmm. until i read the book i was like okay this is really good the cartoon i thought was nice it was it was okay even back then i was like oh this is this is okay but i just knew it was the, the same studio that did like um it was Don Bluth was heading a lot of this up, and he did um, like All Dogs Go to Heaven, and uh, uh, and like Troll in Central Park, and Pebble Penguin and the Pebble. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, I forgot. I, I forgot that was a cartoon. <laughs> I didn't even remember that one until right now. Yeah, I could go on, but I I digress. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, American Tale. American Tale, Fievel's Goes West. Yeah, those are the other ones that I really like. Aristocats. Um, Land Before Time. Yeah, Robin. Land Before Time. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's in Robin Hood. I don't know if he, what he did behind the scenes, but he's he involved in that somehow. faces just incredibly mm. ugly. <laughs> That's not where I thought that was going. But Yeah, I wasn't sure where that was headed until you just dropped it. So, 
Well, he does that. I think you can see his influence on the first Rescuers movie. Yes. Not Down Under, the one the that's, uh, the one that's really depressing. That's uh, I. I can never remember the plot of the rescuers or the first American tale. Like I can never, I, I yeah. mean, the first Both equally depressing, the, like I, the, the first rescuers, the, it might have something to do with like Europe. I literally have no idea. Nope. It's America. Nope. Oh, see, didn't know. And then the second, and then the first rescuers, I think some girl gets trapped in a well trying to get like a gym, but I just remember hating that movie. Even as a child, I was like, point. I'm sad. That is the whole point of the first rescuers movie is so that they have kidnapped this child because her hands are small enough to reach into this cavern to reach this humongous diamond. So the rescuers have to go rescue her. This whole aside is really great, especially considering the fact that I can't find any evidence anywhere online that Don Bluth is at all involved in this movie. Yeah, that's, really? I, I didn't see anything about that either. <laughs> the rescuers? No, no, no the <laughs> Hobbit. Don Bluth is not involved at all in the Hobbit. I mean, I'm not saying that he's not. I can't find evidence that he was. I think so Joe I'm kind Bluth. of saying he's not, but I'm Joe. Yeah, Joe Bluth. <laughs> well, I no, don't want to talk about him. I don't care for Joe. But <laughs> <laughs> Then I'm sorry. I compl- I apologize profusely that I've wasted our time. Hey, Thanks. it made for a nice little bit, and I think we're yeah. gonna need some time fillers in this episode. Because... <laughs> That's true. That's <laughs> Anyways, Spencer, well, I've done you... my part. Yes, exactly. You, Congratulations. You continue, uh, <laughs> Spencer. Any first memories of this movie for you? For me, I, first memories. I mean, I know I've seen this movie before. I'm sure I saw it probably on television for like for I couldn't even tell you when like long long time ago before Tolkien would have even been like a on my radar type of thing my memory of this is kind of like my first real memory of the Chronicles of Narnia where I remember hearing that on the on a radio program at one point oh, wow so like those are the like I remember it happening but like I couldn't tell you anything about it so like this is this is this, the first real time I've watched this cartoon with the intent of actually watching it yeah so i no 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 real memories yeah uh, for myself the only thing I, I i remember it existing this is the one that i remembered existing i had forgotten about the lord of the rings and the return of the king when i when i saw the covers of those two i was like oh yeah no i i, I had seen that before that image before this movie i remember existing i had never watched it though um, I remember it because I'm pretty positive if I'm wrong and I don't know where I'm pulling this memory from, but I thought I remember John and Nate French having it and we like mm-hmm. talked about watching it at some point or they like were advocating for it being good or something. I don't remember now. It was probably, uh, it was probably legitimately 16, 17 years ago. So like that could be any, it, it, I could, I could be getting the wrong people in there, but that's my memory of it at least is that John and Nate French were at their house. And they were, they had it. And I was like, this is a thing. And they're like, yeah, it's actually okay. Like, da, 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 da. They had a whole conversation about it, but I had never watched it. So uh, this is my first time. And uh, I, it is a change of pace. And I'm using the word pace very deliberately. Yeah. <laughs> Compared to the Jackson trilogy, um, quite a change of pace. So this movie is 77 minutes long. And there is no extended edition that I know of. So, it felt unfair to compare 
this to the extended editions of the Hobbit trilogy. So um, I took some information from the original theatrical cut of the Jackson Hobbit trilogy and the actual novel, The Hobbit. Uh, so if you remember, we talked about how slow Jackson's Hobbit trilogy was, and it was only about a half a page per minute of screen time of the book. It was 0.57, a little bit higher than that. This movie, on the other hand, is 3.53 pages per minute. <laughs> so it's about seven times faster paced than the Jackson trilogy, <laughs> which is wild. And you feel it. You feel it 100%. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I think we might as well just dive in. Uh, a little bit of backstory. This like, production company is Rankin Bass, who uh, you may have, like the, I, the logo, I saw the logo and had a, a rush of nostalgia back to like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and um, Santa Claus is Coming to Town, Frosty the Snowman, like all those Christmas TV specials. And this was a TV special. I did not know that until I did some digging, even just watching the movie, because it's so long for a TV special. It's very, very short for a movie, but in only 77 minutes, I wasn't really sure, is this a TV special? Is this a movie? Whatever. It was a TV special. And you can tell. <laughs> so we'll go ahead and start. The story is much the same. They just pick and choose certain things to include and certain things to leave out. I will say off the top, I thought they, I liked the pace in some aspects, but overall it was too fast. It was like the opposite of the Hobbit trilogy. What I did really like about the pace was the selection of the scenes. I thought they did a good job of picking what to leave in and what to take out. What, what were you guys' thoughts overall, though, on just the length of the film, the pace, and that kind of thing? Is there anything else that you guys would add in there? I thought the pacing was on point, especially for like a, just a, like a television special. <laughs> this is one book, after all. And uh, I don't... Uh, how, how long the movie did you say? It's 77 minutes? Yeah. That's screen time, not including like credits or anything. That's just as far as I know. And that's on the box of the DVD. So that's what well, I'm going I, off of. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. But I just, fellas, we watched somebody condense into 77 minutes what we sat through, like what, nine hours of a story? Not quite, but yeah, it's more, it's, more like, it's more like eight and a half. Yeah. But still, oh, but still yeah. a big difference. I know huge. <laughs> it's a half huge, hour. That's a whole, pro that's a whole program. On I'll television. tell you this. I really feel like I knew these characters when they really, when they, yeah. really, really. Uh, it's uh, uh, go ahead. <laughs> After watching the hobbits, uh, the hobbit trilogy that we just came off of. Yeah. I really feel like I'm coming in and be like, oh, I, I remember all these people. <laughs> I remember my impression from the other movies, not in yes. this movie. You know, uh, for, as first impressions go, uh, the, they were not kind to dwarves as far as what they look like in this movie. Well, they really weren't that kind to all of them in the other movie either, but... They well, at least I looked mean, like dwarves in that I other mean, movie, though. Yeah, this movie... They look like the munchkins in this. They looked and the, sound like the munchkins here. Yeah, and, and kind of like um, garden gnomes. They, they look very much so like raisins stood up and like given <laughs> legs. I, I didn't know one. I literally, including <laughs> Thorin, other than Bomber, and it's only because he's huge. He's big, I, yeah. didn't, I didn't know one dwarf from the other. Like if from the so, they introduced him. And I was and after that, I was like, I have no idea who's who's the oldest dwarf. What What's his name? Durin. 
Valen. No, Durin is that's that's well, he's technically the oldest, but that's way, way, way oldest. So, Valen is the one that looked the most like his face is down here and the rest of him is forehead. Yeah. I mean, he's the he's the Tyra Banks of the of the, oh, God. Of the dwarfs. He was running America's Next Top Model. That's why Feely and Keely are so attractive in the new trilogy. <laughs> they learned a lot from him. Yes, yeah. they did. Yeah, no, I think the character just... design is something to to mention and talk about. And because I think that's, that could be somewhat subjective. Because some of the characters I really, really like the designs. Yeah. But but I don't feel that way about the dwarves, any of them, to be honest. No. And, how do you, how do you feel you do, you don't like uh, Bilbo's design? I don't know. He looks like he's ca- trying to be like a cross between a chipmunk, like Alvin and the Chipmunks, and like a garden gnome or something. I don't know. It's not. It doesn't seem right. He seems. I don't know. He's just like a little too off to me. Bilbo reminded me of like someone's great grandmother, like in his appearance. Like yeah, he just he looks like hair. a very very small old old woman and his like, teeth he has the, the woodchuck teeth that's that's part of why i say chipmunk his yeah. eyes and his teeth and his nose give that like i don't know it's very strange but like, i i didn't i didn't hate bilbo's i like gandalf's appearance quite a lot actually like I, he he was very dramatic in his yeah, like it's, I like, it's I like very angular it. it's kind of yes. like when you start getting into tar, like like the tarzan atlantis era of disney where they're very angular and his he clearly doesn't look like a regular person, but I really enjoyed Gandalf's look, and I enjoy I love the trolls. Like the trolls the, look good, yes, the, especially the one with the tusks. Oh, I yeah. thought I thought they looked great, uh, but I'm, I'm way ahead of myself anyway. Devin was talking. And, no, and I mean, I, that's okay. I, I think, I'm a big fan of. Uh, I think as far as casting goes, the most. I mean, Vincent was naming off some people I didn't recognize, but John Houston for Gandalf. Yeah. who is a uh, director of Maltese Falcon. And uh, I think, uh, what was that movie he did with? The Sierra African Madre. Queen. Yeah, Sierra African, Madre. African, African Queen. Queen. Sierra African Queen. And uh, also uh, one of my sleeper favorites, The Man Who Would Be King with uh, Sean Connery and um, Michael Caine. Yeah. Very oh, yeah. good. So, I mean, it's it's a great it's a great that's a huge get as far as voice casting but um what what if you're british then you just really insulted him yeah for real (laughs) uh and like he he sticks with it uh his own his own thing but i thought he did a good job you know we're so used to even as a john houston-esque voice is very american you have we're used to ian mckellen but it's still a strong authoritative voice. And I think that was, I mean, as far as casting goes, I'm not upset about that. For a kid's movie that was done way back in the day. I mean, I just, man, I do have a problem when people do period pieces and and nobody's doing an accent or (laughs) the accents are changed. Like if it's based in France, nobody's speaking French, like has even a hint of a French accent. Mm It's just, uh, hey, Frank, how's it going? Yeah, yeah, that king, he sure is a jerk, you know, and it's... Uh, I th- all, mo- all period pieces, they're either American or they're from, like, the middle of Europe. <laughs> like, there, there's, <laughs> there's no other accent. Well, so my point being that didn't bother me. Didn't yeah. bother me. No. 
so let's get into some of the opening stuff. So all the stuff for the Shire, um, the introduction, although there's a weird moment where they say like the they're in a they're in a hole in the ground live the hobbit they say that they say that line or a version of that line twice in the first like minute or so which is kind of strange but other than that i enjoy this again outside of the character designs of everyone other than gandalf gandalf's is fine the pacing is nice though it's 10 minutes and 20 seconds when bilbo leaves the, the shire you get the um song the that's what bilbo baggins hates song and it's actually good and i was like oh this is like legitimately good so that's my opinion so what about you guys jackson's version of the song or this version of the song i i prefer the sound of jackson's song however but it's significantly more out of place. That's fair. Like, yeah. like when it happens in the Jackson film, you're like, oh, we're, oh, we're singing. But it's <laughs> like, okay, I guess we're doing this now. Where, like, where I think we've already sang a song. We've already sang a song. Oh, no, we haven't. No, we haven't. Excuse me. The song is after that, the greatest adventure song, which, by the way, <laughs> that man's vibrato. Wow. Josh Groban even would be ashamed by that because he is. <sighs> Talk about a great theme song to play through the whole movie. The whole, song, like, the whole movie. Like, shouldn't we write another song? Nah, just throw the greatest adventure in no, there again. No. Hey, can you slow that down a little bit and put in a minor the key? Greatest. Sounds like the chipmunks, basically, just with the wrong octave. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. that's not a bad impression though. That's like what it sounds like. It was. <laughs> The longer it went, every like at first I was like, "Oh, here we go, we got some folk music," and then yeah. halfway through the song, I was like, mm, "I don't know about this." Yeah. <laughs> but um, I, 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 it's funny you said the thing about the pace because like at the very beginning, I was like, "This pacing is good." Mm-hmm. Like that we're we're moving, and then it was about like 15 minutes later where I have a second note that said, "I know I said the pacing was good, but we are moving way too fast." I am. I'm with you. I, I think the pacing is good in moments, but I think overall it's not good. It's too fast. We have a but, lot to get in before uh the second commercial break that's what they you know there's only yeah it's true the only thing i could think of that really stuck out to me was one of the points because the the dwarves or the dwarves always say stuff about like buy my beard or like stuff or your beard never grows there's a moment where no, go ahead. I think, you're, a, I think what you're going to say is one of my notes, which like I lost a, it laughing at one of these There's moments. a moment where one of the dwarves says, may the hair on his oh, no. toes never fall out. That was great. And that I thought great. that was funny. I, I want to know what David's going to say no. now, though. There's a moment. I, I was, I'll was. i be shocked if no one else caught this, but there's a moment early in the movie. Uh, I think it's when they are like, it's in between leaving the Shire and getting to the moment with the trolls. So I'm getting a little bit ahead of, ahead of myself, but it just kind of works with what you were just saying. Gandalf just d- disappears, right? And one of the dwarfs says, where the deuce is Gandalf? <laughs> I just like, I paused it, rewound, and listened to Hold it on. again. I was Hold like, I now. heard that wrong. I had to have heard that wrong, right? No. Right. Where the deuce is Gandalf? <laughs> yeah, I know. I heard it. I, I, I heard dying. it was like, it was one of those things where like, I heard it was like, what time period is this movie set in right exactly yeah. i was like okay i know it's in the third age what time frame does that really take well, place in and it's shortly after this we see one of my favorite things about these two uh about this movie and then another movie we're going to talk about in a little bit is how quickly <laughs> these characters make emotional turns mm-hmm. uh, because <laughs> i guess this is to the books uh you know 
to the book's credit that they uh, held on to this character choice for Thorin, how he was like this good for nothing burglar. And then uh, Bilbo's like, hey, but look what I found. And uh, Thorin just makes a turn. Oh, you're wonderful. I, I love you and you're my favorite person here. If I had a daughter, you'd, you'd marry her. You know, it's just, they make these turns so like, just so quick. You're good for nothing. We hate your guts. Oh, you found gold. I love you. Here, come here. Yeah. That's all it takes. That's all it takes to get in Thorin's pants. My beard. You know, it's it's terrible. <laughs> uh, that, that's what that to me is why the pacing is bad is because the character moments just flat don't work. And we'll get into more of those later. But um, before we move on too far down the line, I have a couple of short note notes on the first like 15 minutes or so. But Vince, do you have anything else in the first like basically anything before the trolls? That was a, a moment that stood out to you. Not that's not already been discussed. Uh, yeah, the, the music I, I he was talking about the tall headed dwarf. Uh, the first thing that I thought that's a way to describe him was that a Keanu? Just, don't even know who just, it is. Just, what, just what Don Bluth making, making Keanu, uh, Keanu Mundi is man. That's oh my god, that's gonna take me a second. To pull that's that. what they are. Yeah, yeah, he is like Keanu Mundi though. What about the uh, uh, yeah, the attack on the with Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, Conan's one of one of my favorite things about the music is when it would get real serious and majestic. Like, it's like it's like ding 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 ding. <laughs> it did that over and over. Yeah, I will say I think overall, overall, I liked the music. I did um, my actual my literal first note, overall. My first note says right away the music is striking. Yeah, like like I I enjoyed it. There's a lot of guitar. There's there's some I, I'm ahead of myself, but there the, the drummer is going ham through certain songs through here. I was like, man, this guy is rushing i hope he got some good money he did i mean especially we haven't gotten to this part yet but there's a song later on when we're introduced to uh like the main bad guys mm-hmm. that it's <clears throat> it's it's going that drummer that's a good song. slaps uh, uh yeah, he does. before we get into all that the i think the last thing i had on here oh there's two two small things number one thorin's design part of why i don't like it it might just be like in my my head my impression of him is different than what you see on the, in this movie he looks really old way too old like and and i don't know that he needs to look young and like attractive like spencer likes to call out from the hobbit the, from jackson's hobbit movies but he looks like he's an old man and, and in my head thorne is like this is he's the leader um yeah sure he maybe should be older than many of the of the of the dwarves um but he looks like he is like second oldest and maybe he actually is i don't know honestly but he just, he looks very old and to the, to the point where i didn't even know he was thorn until but maybe like yeah maybe like eight minutes in where he's been talking for several minutes and i was like oh that's supposed to be thorn <laughs> and i did not know that because he just looks like he could be ballin or dwellin <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't. I li- I said it a, mi- a little bit ago. I I literally, other than Bomber, because he's huge. Yeah, and he says you, his name. He says his name. I think twice, two or three times in this less than eighty minute movie. More like he like int- Bomber in the other movies. He's like speaking in mm. third person, like he's in Seinfeld. Jimmy doesn't like that. He's like he's <laughs> Bomber. Bom- Bomber is injured. And you're like, oh, uh, all right, Bomber, good for you. I think you hit your head if you're talking in third person. <laughs> yeah, so I think that. Although I, you can make the point that the Lord of the Rings, the Jackson, sorry, the Jackson Hobbit movies don't necessarily make the best use of all that extra time, even even when in in reference to characters, the characters, the character relationships that matter the most, that trilogy does does well mostly. But there's so much extra time. 
So that's kind of what gets left on the cutting room floor here. The pacing is just so fast. So we basically start with the introduction where you just like meet Bilbo and see the Shire and meet Gandalf. And then Gandalf is there at Bag End with all the dwarves immediately. So you can go right into that scene. And then after they kind of tell him about the whole thing, he like like passes out or whatever and has that whole moment. But instead of him like trying to catch up to the dwarves, he wakes up and realizes that they're all gone, opens the door and they're just right there like waiting for him. And at this point I was like, why, why Bilbo? Like, why does, why did Bill, why did Gandalf in, in the book? I get it. And in Jackson's trilogy, I get it. In this movie, they don't really show you why Gandalf would pick Bilbo out of any other person in the whole world, let alone just the Shire. <laughs> like, it just like seems kind of random. He just like walks up like, Hey, Bilbo, um, do you want to go on an adventure? And it's like, oh, why, why would you pick him? I don't really, they don't even take a second to give Bilbo a quality that you're like, ah, oh, okay, there it is. I see what Gandalf sees in him, which to me is like a, again, a character moment that gets kind of cut out because of the fact that they're just like, go, 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 go. But in, in like the books, and they did it in the Jackson trilogy too. Like they, it's, they know each other, even though yeah. Bilbo doesn't know it. They don't know each other at all. Yeah, <laughs> just, yeah. There's no, like, there's no feeling they, of like, of like a friendship or a relationship at all. It's the equivalent of like if you're walking down the street downtown, you're like, hey, you want to go on vacation? You seem like you'd be a cool guy. <laughs> By the way, I just looked it up, and uh, Thorin is actually the oldest dwarf. Technically? Te- te- Thorin is a hu- at the eight time of the Hobbit. Thorin wow. is 195, and Balin is 178. Wow, Balin okay. is aging terribly. So it's so, yeah, he's aging terribly. So it's just me then. It's just me. Uh, <laughs> well, I so, didn't know. I didn't know that till right now. No, no, I mean, like, Orange shouldn't look that old. But yeah, I don't think so either. I think it, from a storytelling point of view, I don't know. Whatever. But that matter. Uh, when they leave Bag End, and there's like a traveling sequence, and that's where one of the dwarfs drops the what's the deuce? Not what the deuce? Where the deuce is Gandalf <laughs> line? Where the and deuce then is Gandalf. And then you get the trolls. And so this is where I was like, okay, I like the design here, and um. I like all that, but again, the pacing hurt this scene for me. Does anyone else have any like takeaways from the troll section, like the whole scene of of, of Bilbo getting caught, Dwarves getting caught, and then Gandalf saving them? I would have liked another song, like a troll song. <laughs> a troll song. I that's I, I, I could agree with that. I mean, I think uh, I think there probably was written. I mean, if you swap if you swap out the greatest adventure for a troll song, I'm down. Yeah. But you know, Don Bluth was probably like, "No, we don't need anything here. Let's move on." It happened really fast. Like, and Bilbo's literally pointless. He's completely yeah. useless through the whole thing. Like, I, I, he, like, he, he literally, he didn't even sneak. He just walks up to the troll. The troll's like, "What's this?" And he just snatches him and he's like, "We're gonna eat him." And then he goes, <laughs> "Run, dwarves!" Like, you're a terrible wingman. Yeah, yeah. you just Bilbo, getting everybody Bilbo. killed like just runs up and pinches his butt and is like hey look i'm over here and he's like oh they got me then then when they go get the dwarves he just hides in the troll cave i was like what's your plan here bro they got to go in there at some point i mean he doesn't help at all yeah i kind of get why thorin's like you're yes you're useless man thorin's thorin's anger at bilbo is much more earned (laughs) in this version yeah like apparently gandalf can control the sun in this yes. in this particular part, I did like how he was kind of hidden in the trees. Like I, I, I thought that was kind of cute. Yeah. <laughs> but 
They, um, they took, that, he learned that in Nam. Yeah. <laughs> I oh, am the warrior. I speak for the trees. <laughs> I did. I did think that it was uh, not book accurate. And I know this is a, car, a kids' movie that they made for like Saturday morning, whatever. But the dwarves, and I at least Gandalf should have known where those swords were made, who made them. Gandalf for sure should have known. Gandalf yeah. in particular. Yeah, made no sense to me why they had to be told that by uh, Elrond. Elrond. Also, real quick, in that cave, Bilbo's an amazing cartographer. Because, like, they literally <laughs> showed... a freaking map nerd. He's just like, it was oh, unbelievable. Hey, <laughs> they showed him a map, and he, like, he quicker than Gandalf was like, oh, there's a secret entrance right here. I was like, how do you know that? There's yeah. literally nothing. Then they show the map where he's pointing, and it's like, there's nothing on that page. <laughs> what are yeah. you pointing at, man? But I, I was very impressed by his skills. I was like, I'd like to know how many years it took to get that degree because, wow. <laughs> so they go from there and take the map to Rivendell, um, which is like a little hut. Like when, they, when I first saw it, 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 like, it looks like a cabin. When I first saw it, I thought it was B- Bjorn's like, house. It's like, oh, they're just going to skip Rivendell and go to Bjorn. The joke was on me, they skipped Bjorn. <laughs> but, not a fan of that though. choice no, no i'd have preferred um, it gone the other i'd have preferred get, that's true Elrond. although my only note with the elrond is that i didn't think elrond could look any cooler and they definitely won yeah. up the cool factor in this movie <laughs> he yeah, like has stars all over like, around his head and he's just like this majestic being uh his design is maybe the best design of the entire movie i really liked his design although um, especially compared to what we're going to talk about uh next time uh, with Elrond's Ooh. design is awful, but yeah. in this movie, you mean just Steve from the back lot? <laughs> Steve from the back lot. What are you doing right now? Do you want to be the king of the elves? Get in here. You want to be the king of the elves? Are you on lunch right now? Put out your cigarette. The bathroom. Hold it. We gotta have you do something. Yeah. So we'll get into that uh, uh, at a later date. But Elrond uh, looks like something from Star Trek to me. And that's this- true. Very Star Trek. Yes, that's true. Uh, yeah. Also, I thought the inside of that building looked a lot like Rohan. Like, uh, like yeah, yeah. But even like, the outside, even the outside, it, to me, it was like it was like a cabin, which is more like what it wasn't Rohan. big enough. Well, I was like, is it? I was like, is this whole thing Rivendell? Because you're not all fitting in there yeah. for certain. Also, do you do you? I don't remember. Do we see any any other elves in that room other than just Elrond? I don't think I'm, so. I, I honestly, he, I don't think so. I think it's just the dwarves, uh, Bilbo, Gandalf, and Elrond, and then you just go to the next scene <laughs> where they go where they're getting captured by the goblins. Yeah, yep. it's it's so, pretty funky. It's so fast. Uh, like I'm trying not to go too fast talking about it, but like there's not many options. Like we're when when they leave Rivendell, it's not quite to the 20 minute mark, and that's like that was the first disc of the special edition or the extended editions we hadn't the even first left movie. rivendell at the end of the oh, first true. disc You're, we were true. starting the white council that's, that's true so it's even shorter than that so i mean even shorter than half of the first jackson movie is 20 we, minutes of this movie we were out of rivendell in this movie in the time it took to do the white council in rivendell it's probably basically that's <laughs> probably accurate right so um before we get to the best part of the movie, anything else that I'm missing? Mm. I just want to check in, kind of check in, make sure we're all doing okay. You know, we're going kind of fast, but I, you, we're probably going about as quick as the movie. That's, that's, that's accurate. Uh, so, I, 
I think my favorite part of the movie is the Goblin song. <laughs> Which, oh, that's, that's yeah. literally exactly what I said. I said, it's not only better than the live action, this is a great song, and yeah. I would listen to it. And it's, this is one of the songs where the drummer, I was like, you get it, man. Earn your paycheck. He earned his whole paycheck that day. I don't want to give anything away, because Spencer already watched it. But they even, they upped their game on the animated Return of the King. Because there is a goblin, there is an orc song Ooh. that just mm-hmm. like it. Once you hear it, you like you're humming it for days. Ooh. So right. I'm excited. I'm excited to yeah to, for you and Vince to hear that. Nice. I've been so, humming the wrong? greatest adventure. No, you're not wrong at all. I've been humming the You've greatest humming adventure. The greatest, the greatest adventure. Much to my chagrin. So I've been roaming, roaming around the my house. Greatest adventure yeah. is what lies ahead. Now, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> You may, you may want to pause the podcast and go, go go Google this song because, again, we're about 20 minutes in. Really, honestly, at, at around the 15-minute mark, they play that song for the second time. Like when, yeah. when, when uh, Bilbo finds the swords, that's like, for whatever reason, that's like, oh, hey, we need to play the, the theme song for some reason because this is a moment. Uh, I, I don't know, but yeah. So I think the song is played four times in this movie. I'm not 100% sure about that because it happens... Uh, I'm pretty positive two more times and we've already heard it twice at about 15 minutes. Um, And then you get a good song with the Goblin song and the Goblins, as we've already mentioned, I think Devin mentioned a little bit ago, the Goblins look great. I love their design. It's so cartoony. Yeah. Um, It's the kind of thing that I passages down the throat. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was so good. Like when they opened their mouth, I was like, Oh, that's cool. Um, I will say this is one of the moments that I didn't start to notice the animation uh, style. Um, I, I don't think it's good. I think that some of the design is good. Um, some of the design is bad. But the animation, somebody pointed it out in a video I watched that basically, and once I saw it, I couldn't unsee it, because the animation is so poorly funded. It isn't necessarily on the animators. It's more just like, this is what you get paid. To, this is the budget you have, and so this is what you're yeah. going to get. Well, they like, spent most of their budget on getting John Houston, John Houston. to voice, <laughs> to voice Gandalf. But what That's they why do they is couldn't get Gordon Lightfoot. They got this other guy. <laughs> Man, Gordon yeah, Lightfoot would know. have would have written a banger for this. Yeah, yeah. him and Glenn Yarborough with the greatest <laughs> adventure. You get yeah. that, you strong tenor. Uh, so <laughs> the animation style, though, whenever anyone talks, they basically have the character move into a position and then freeze there while they talk, and then move again and then talk again and then move again and talk again. So while their lips are moving, their entire body is frozen. And it's, it's part of it. Part of why I didn't notice that is that it fits in with those other nostalgic like Christmas movies that are from forever ago, where mm-hmm. the animation is very like herky-jerky, I guess is a good way to describe it, where it's like you move, you stop, you move, you stop, you move, you stop. Um, but it's just not very good, especially when you, even some of the, we'll get into the Lord of the Rings animated movie, but I think I prefer that animation overall, even though it's not very good sometimes, um, because it's more fluid. It's uh, more entertaining. Yeah. But the, the, the stuff with the goblins overall, this is one of the best parts of the movie to me. Um, and then we get to Gollum. Uh, Vince, what do you think about the design of Gollum? Well, um, it was interesting. I, <laughs> it is I, interesting. It, it, it's so a, there, it's there a design. Are, there are moments of this movie that uh, where it happens and you're like, ah, oh, because you realize uh, I read uh, when I was doing trivia that uh, I didn't know this, but Peter Jackson watched this when it came out and this was a big influence on him. 
uh, and I, I don't know if I, he, I don't know if he was into the books before. I didn't read that, but I'm sure he was. But this was the like for Lord of the Rings fans that were into it for a long time. This was the first yeah. like thing they're getting. So yeah. this was a huge influence on him. And there are certain moments like the feet at the very beginning, proud foot, proud feet that yeah. end up yeah. making it into the trilogy, Same Peter shot. Jackson's trilogy. You're getting so, and, yourself, Vincent. Yeah, you're talking about yourself. You're, you're talking, talking about Lord of the Rings movie. Oh, it was oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, well, both of them, I guess. But the, in no, this one... This golem is much different than the other golem. Very different, but, like, there are certain things in that scene that uh, reminded me of the, like, uh, I don't know, like, the the way he moves himself yes. on the boat. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the way, uh, the way the whole cave is kind of set up. I don't the, know. The design just, of the cave is very similar, I thought, too, yeah. Like I thought echo, so. Echoes. They went a completely different, thank God, a completely different direction on Gollum himself. Yeah. Uh, it was like he was kind of a, a fish that had figured out, like in the evolutionary chain, how to come up <laughs> onto the land. Yeah, that's a great strang- point. Strangle people. Yeah, he's not quite a frog, but like he's in that range. Yes. Like he doesn't look like an old, a very, very old hobbit thing at all. No, like now he he looked to me like something that would be in, like if you were to take the English speaking, he looks like something from the land before time. Yeah. Or like he looks like Ducky. He's yeah. just yeah. really exactly. he's just huge. So we I think it's very uh I think it's it's also important to recognize besides this and the first time you meet Smaug, mm-hmm. I feel like they really took their time. Uh, maybe they rushed everything else because they knew people are wanting to see uh, Gollum and Smaug and we want to be able we want to be able to make sure we don't have to rush those scenes too much in this uh, uh, 77 minute movie yeah I took notes on that specifically because I I caught the same thing Um, as I was saying this is, is very rushed it's 24 minutes before you meet Gollum and then you're with Gollum for 10 minutes, legitimately 10 full minutes. So to, to, to that point in the movie, a third of your movie is with Gollum. So they for sure were like, we want to pause and give this, because they understand this is a big moment in the book and in all of the, the franchise. So that's nice. I don't like the design overall because it's, it is a unique choice. I would prefer they take a you know a, 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 a creative choice than just do something boring. But um, it's almost to the point where you couldn't even if you didn't know the Lord of the Rings and just watch this movie or just knew the Hobbit, you wouldn't have any kind of idea that this creature actually was like Bilbo at one mm-hmm. point in time. And so then you don't understand the, the the Rings corruption process and that like theme there is totally lost if your design of Gollum is just like some amphibious creature that maybe for all you know, has always looked like this uh, and just happened to find this ring. So like, that's a strange thing that I I noticed in both of the animated movies that I've watched so far. I haven't watched the third yet, but both of them at different times make the assumption that, you know, Lord of the Rings, which is not a great way to make a movie is to assume you've seen something different to fill in the gaps of what you're not telling me. <laughs> mm-hmm. So um, overall, though, it's not bad. The, his voice is a little wooden, but 
Gollum. Yeah, but like Gollum. you have to make a choice at some point. Like I'd rather it be this. I'd rather it be like this than be like super over the top, as we'll talk about in another movie. <laughs> it's, it's, hard to, it's, it's hard to beat perfection, and I think Andy Circus found it, but. That's yeah. what I was about to say. It's Andy Circus has basically ruined anything that because our yeah. first experience with Gollum is always going to yeah. be Andy, and there's no better version. Um, yeah. I did think that the wind singing a riddle that was is so strange. Weird. Yeah, like like as it happened, I was like, I was thinking to myself, I was like, I've got to be hallucinating right now. <laughs> like it's yeah. like so strange. I don't even remember if it was supposed to be Gollum's riddle or Bilbo's riddle. I like, I didn't I didn't know either. It's a different voice, and it like is very ambient like it's being like what's well, like three different wind. women singing with yeah. like a lot of reverb and it's a very like, strange choice uh also the, it, at one point Gollum likes trying to sneak up on Bilbo and he goes if you please uh, yeah I love that <laughs> I, I thought that was very please. if but I, I gave it way too much I emoted way too much like, if you please Great. Also, just to point out real fast, Sting seems to glow everywhere. Yeah. Sting is a flashlight. Well, we'll get into that later because it also it, it like changes what like how it glows, when it glows, how much it glows, and whether or not it's invisible when Bilbo has the ring on is not consistent in the entire no. movie. This it was at this point where I was like, why is this? Why is it blue? Is it at this moment right here where I was like, I don't understand why it's lit lit why it's lit yeah. up right now. So we can head out of the goblin town, for lack of a better term. And a couple of things that I like and then seeing once Bilbo reunites with the dwarves. One is that although Gandalf makes a terrible pun, he I like that he knows that Bilbo uses a magic ring. So I'm pretty yeah, positive that that's in the book. Yeah. It is. So he says something like, because um, Thorne or somebody asked him, like, how'd you manage to escape and get out here? And Bilbo tells his like made up story basically, and uh, um, Gandalf says something to the like along the lines of yeah that has a ring of a ring of truth to it, but he emphasizes ring like that has a ring of truth to it. Yeah, <laughs> he like winks at him too. And he yeah, winks looks at, at Bilbo, the camera yeah. and gives us all a big old wink. Uh, so the pun is not good, but I just like that choice. Obviously, I do like that he just reappears and disappears as if by magic which is how the book portrays it and not how Jackson does it. Jackson tries to make it realistic, which I understand, but I prefer actually him to just be magical and be like, well, I'm just, he's just gone now. And he just shows back up and like, you, you don't need to know why he left or where he went or what he's doing. He just vanishes and then reappears. He's not the main character. You don't really need to know any of that stuff. He's just this magical wizard, especially in this movie. He's just like there to, to make plot things happen and just to be a, a deus ex machina. Uh, exactly. a deus ex Gandalf. Uh, I think that I think that Vince may have called him that uh, in one of the other episodes, but uh, that's that's kind of how I want him to be in this in the Hobbit. But they, oh, sorry, no, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, well, I was just gonna say that like they did like kind of there's like a uh, this is like nerd stuff here where like, you really wouldn't <laughs> even know it, but like they get it wrong about why about the Gandalf and the eagles here because like it, it, it he he says that they're rescued because the eagle tells him like thanks for rescuing me with that arrow and oh, yeah that's why they rescue him but like that's at Orthanc which is a movie later <laughs> that's so like so he gets rescued from Orthanc because yeah. of the arrow incident 
which is off screen. It's like a, it's like a Star Wars screen crawl. Like that sounds interesting. I'd like to see that. Nah, yeah. let's just talk about it. But uh, so like they totally put that in the wrong spot. But I mean, I, again, huh. I know that's like super nerd stuff, but yeah. yeah. So at this point, we're about 38 minutes in out of a 39 minute movie. We're about halfway, uh, 39 minutes left. I'm sorry. So 38 minutes out of a 77 minute movie, meaning we have 39 minutes left. And this is where the first Jackson movie ends is in, in terms of their plot. So the first Jackson movie is 38 minutes of this movie. And we get another fun Goblin song. Another one? Yeah, because they, I'm forgetting the first it, one's down to Goblin. Oh, that's song, right. When they come. This one is, they, they're singing, they're like mocking the dwarves and Gandalf and yeah. Bilbo saying they're weird looking birds up there in the trees kind of thing. oh yeah that's right yeah that was good go too. Back, yeah go back and listen uh, <laughs> I, everyone pause go listen to this one and then this will help you get rid of cleanse the greatest adventure out of your pal- your musical palette yeah. <laughs> so i think if you even want to yeah i mean the first time i was like oh, this is all right in the beginning of it i was enjoying it and then after about the third i was like again Okay. So. <laughs> this is where we don't have the money to make another song. So we're just going to like yeah. keep going with the same thing. Yeah. Budgetary constraints. So I did um, like how Bilbo's like contractually obligated to climb a Mirkwood tree. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Someone has to climb the tree and like, well, you're the burglar. And he's like, oh, yeah, I guess bur- I've why got, does burglar mean climb a tree? I guess I've got to do that because I signed up for it. So before we get, before we get into the desolation of smog, a territory anything else from this first like 38 minutes this is the uh first jackson movie and it's halfway through this movie any other takes or moments that we've missed all right mm. so i think we can probably take... runs like a jedi i did notice that qui-gon jinn rushes away he's like i'm leaving thanks to you people i was like you people gandalf and then he just goes and he's gone yeah oh uh, yeah that's the one time you actually do see him leave yeah right before oh. Mercward. is that what you're talking about yeah, yeah. Like, like he like turns around real slowly and then all of a sudden he just like <laughs> whoosh, he's just gone i was like all right well there you go <laughs> i must make haste, <laughs> must make haste. That, this one got me in bed. uh it's like i've already spent enough time bothering with you people right yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah, yeah that's what i just said oh, so yeah, i was like gandalf excuse you <laughs> oh no dwarf racism there yeah. it is. Yeah, so I think that's a good note to take a quick break. And we'll come back and talk about the last half of the movie in just a minute. And welcome back. So the next part of the movie, as Spencer was starting to allude to, we are talking about um, going through Mirkwood and meeting the Wood Elves. So I was talking about how the how Sting is inconsistent. And this is one of those examples. It is used when he's attacking the spiders and it like is vibrant and like glowing like a lightsaber and it's the effects are all over the place um the spiders look interesting i don't know any uh, any hot takes about murkwood it's kind of hard to maybe have anything too uh, hot but real fast because uh, yeah. i don't have a lot of takes on murkwood but my immediate thought my, the, when they showed the spider i audibly went ah yeah <laughs> and then and then after that i thought that looks exactly like the bat from fern gully with more hair oh yeah okay yeah, but, yeah i can see that and 
then like w- when he because it's a made for tv thing you can't kill anything on screen yeah. so when he like when he like kills that spider and does that kaleidoscope thing i was like i think i'm gonna be sick <laughs> like, yeah. like i don't know about this right here at least they're consistent on that's when he names it so i mean that's when the store the sword gets its name right. mm-hmm. and he you know sort of rescues the dwarves and then immediately they get uh, taken by the uh wood elves who where i kind of wanted to see what this uh what legolas was going to look like if he's a, <laughs> a, a wood elf of mirkwood because these gremlins were uh hit yeah they, yeah they hit all the depressed trees in mirkwood falling <laughs> down yeah all the ugly all the branches, branches of the uh all the ugly branches they like were used to discipline these uh elves as children <laughs> The, I did notice real fat uh, also that like the narration changes and that yeah. uh, we've seen these videos where they talk about, but I actually appreciate it because it, it doesn't really make sense for Gandalf to narrate this. I don't yes. think we even mentioned Gandalf is the narrator earlier, but the then like, it's, yeah, then it switches to Bilbo, which makes sense to me because yes. Gandalf's uh-huh. not here. I, and I appreciated that. Well, it's, it's Bilbo's right. story. <laughs> right. Well, that and Gandalf literally says here, take this and write down your journey. He yes, can, so. I, I forgot about that because he gives him like the most disappointed teacher thing. Like it better be good. <laughs> and I was like, man, Don't no waste pressure. my time. No pressure. Just I got to write a book. Good enough for a wizard. Bothering with you people. Uh, <laughs> I did. <laughs> I are, are the are the wood elves French? Like what? Yeah. The, the, the accent is is wild. I, well, I don't know I what it were, is. I can't I thought they were it. French, and then I was like, no, they're Jamaican. It's and then I was like, what are they? Yeah, it's like they're that Billy Crystal character off of SNL, well, which no one knows. Right? Oh, that's a good, that's such a good reference. I, I actually have something for this. So uh, that I, the accent was hard to place until I looked up the person, uh, the uh, person that voices the goblin. Or no, we're the, talking about the what else? Yes. Yeah. Uh, you, what's his name? Um, uh, they don't say his name. Caliborn. Is he's played by uh, Otto Preminger, which I believe is a German actor, uh, and he's okay. director of several big films. But uh, so they got John Huston and Otto Preminger, which were pretty big in the 50s and 60s as oh. far as directors are interesting. concerned. Yeah, I, I, I think visually the Wood Elves look like just their actual skin and um, like body design i don't mean their clothing so everything outside of their clothing is what i would have expected golem to look like yeah mm-hmm. so that it's was very weird. gangly very, very gangly. strange especially yeah. in the same movie like if they're all the elves just had the weird looks to them but like elrond looks majestic <laughs> like he looks like a god among men and then there's these like golem creatures that are the wood elves it's like no wonder they're, they're mean they look like golem like i don't know right. it's very strange yeah. If this was my first ever experience with like Middle Earth, I'd have probably kind of thought they were cool, like just because they're definitely different. They're but unique, then, like, I like that, yeah. I did like that they were different, but like I just between I would have never picked up that that accent was German. I was confused. Yeah, yeah I couldn't tell. But like between the accents and then the way they look, they they legitimately look like they're from a video game. Like, yeah. like yeah. I couldn't, I just couldn't figure it out. Like, but I did like it. There, there really isn't also there really isn't a dwarf elf rivalry. Like when they go to uh, Rivendell, you just see El- Elrond, and he's more than happy to help them and send them on their way. And then they get to the Wood Elves, 
and they're like mean to them but it isn't like oh you're dwarfs you must be here to you know like they just come grab them and thorn's like no we weren't here to rob you we were here to i don't know we need help or whatever and they're like no you don't he he says he says they are here we're here to beg which is so So, a strange word choice yeah yeah (laughs) like Like, i don't know from one thorn in mirkwood to another uh, wow it's like (laughs) i mean that's not even book accurate no so i mean it's I mean, they're I, trying to move I am glad that fast. they moved quickly through that whole thing. They were in, and then it's like they were there for 30 seconds, and then Bilbo got them out and stuff. Yeah. I don't, I don't know, Devin. I really think they could, probably could have got a love story in right here. <laughs> yeah. Between, <laughs> if between Thorn yeah. and the Elven King. Yeah, yeah. If, you, if you just add maybe like three minutes, you can probably get that love story in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, so the yeah this section of the movie is so rushed so from the 38 minute mark to the 54 minute mark which is when you meet smog and i won't jump all the way there yet but it's only 16 minutes and <laughs> and you get all of murkwood all the wood elf stuff them getting into the barrels and getting to lake town and going from lake town to the mountain then going to the mountain and getting into the doorway and then actually opening the doorway and then bilbo walking through the doorway to go meet smog that's 16 minutes for all of them they meet bard i, I mean yeah you, that's a blink and you miss it introduction oh, yeah. to bard. he, has like he goes scenes. hi i'm bard i like am something a- about security he's yeah, like his, of- his introduction is just like i'm bard and this is who i am this is I'm I need bard. To know you may have seen yeah. me and Smokey and the bandit yeah as portrayed by burt reynolds the mustache like yeah yeah <laughs> yeah bow and arrow <laughs> This is the uh, North McDonald version of Burt Reynolds. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. I can't divorce the I, I two. Can't, I can't. do real Burt Reynolds. So <laughs> I don't know that I could tell you what Burt Reynolds sounds like without thinking of Norm McDonald. But either way, Rest well, it's peace. it's it's just slightly exaggerated. I mean, it sounds pretty close. <laughs> uh, so anything else before we jump into smog? I mean, it's it's there's not a whole lot to talk about. It's it's pretty rushed, pretty quick. Um, uh, it just kind of happens. It's just like here's this, here's this. This is my problem with the pacing. Is it reads more like. Um, someone just saying, if, if, if he said to me, David, can you give me the events of the Book of the Hobbit as fast as possible? That's what this feels like. It just takes longer because you have to draw it and there's songs and there's, you know, whatever. But it's like, mm-hmm. and then we got captured by the Wood Elves and then I uh, was able to rescue them and, and put them in barrels because the Wood Elves like to drink. And then we got to Lake Town and we met Bard. And then we went to, it was just like a listing of events. So it goes by super fast. Um, but then we get to Smog. And again, the movie slows down as it did with Gollum, um, it's not quite 10 minutes, but you get six and a half minutes. And I don't mean with Smog entirely. I mean with uh, Smog and Bilbo in the like cavern or whatever you want to call it, the Grand, the grand Hall or whatever with all the, the treasure. Um, so they take a moment and slow down again to give us that scene. Um, so just, just this scene, any uh, thoughts? For, for one, I had some thoughts on the design and on the voice and on the choice of um, just like the dialogue there but anything in that moment vince that stood out to you with smog and bilbo not really um <laughs> I, I the that is the one of the most distinct shots when they show the mountain for the first time you're like yeah. that's it yeah <laughs> and it There's looks a like moment... it's a big hole like right down like it's a, like it's an old hollowed out tree stump is what it looks more <laughs> yeah. than the mountain there's a moment like that with Mount Doom and Lord of the Rings, the animated movie. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that later. But uh, <laughs> uh, I was like, what? <laughs> but um, Devin, anything for Smog here? Well, um, <laughs> I really prefer uh, the movies 
design of the of the dragon. Is it is it a dragon or is it a wyvern? It's a it's a, <laughs> this one's this, a dragon. He's okay, got four one. legs, David. He's got okay. four legs in this one. I just I defer to you. I don't really know. <laughs> well, uh, I think Smog's. I don't know. He definitely, as a kid, I remember watching this and thinking this. They took their time. It was very. He was scary, and uh, it's just hard. <laughs> it's just hard. He sounds so tired. That's so disappointed. It's so hard to care about the Hobbit anymore, David. I just gotta tell you, it's so hard. Let me out of this podcast. It's Groundhog's Day for for Devin. (laughs) Because it's one of the best parts of the trilogy that we got through was the uh, introduction and the conversation between Bilbo and Smaug. And this is, it just doesn't hold a candle to what we just experienced. No, yeah. And even even the movie, they rest here. They take time to rest, but still it's rushed. And the... Uh, it's, it's rushed, and I don't think it's true to character. Both yeah. Bilbo and Smog act out of character. What we see in this movie of Bilbo, and what we know of Smog in the book and in the other movies, it's very strange to me. I don't love his design actually. I think it's I think it's solid, but his face looks like a cat. He's okay. My but first thing I put is that Smog looks like the cat devil in All Dogs Go to Heaven. Yeah. Like it looks exactly go. like him. He's he's yeah, Don, he's, he's even more he's <laughs> Don Bluth again. Man. Good old Don Bluth. He he's even more casual than Gollum is. Like he could not sound more bored it's like yeah like oh we got a burger oh, here. all right well uh the first way, when he sits up and goes well thief i smell you and i was like what so, is the, yeah. who is this guy his voice and then, like is very very like he's monotonous yeah it's so strange. no end and then like bilbo's like he's kind of a jerk he's like kind of like a sassy <laughs> like, teenager i got you <laughs> i'm gonna steal your stuff right also Look, I know we can't find the Arkenstone in here, but let's put a cup. Like, come a on. Cup. No, those still's a cup. And, and it's lose... not even a gold cup. It's not even gold. And they lose their minds. Like, oh, a cup. Ah! Yeah. Got a cup? Whoa, what the burger do we have here? They had to do a cutaway after he brought that cup out. But he also. Oh. <laughs> It did though. Uh, yeah. So, oh, we forgot on the way in to, to, to meet Smog, we, we get the third iteration of greatest <laughs> adventure. You guys know what that reminds me of? It's just hit me. It's Jim Carrey and the cable guy when he <laughs> sings that song on Carrey. Like SpongeBob laughing hey, while he's singing. I tell you oh, what, no. this movie does have one thing that we're going for it uh, a big old uh, lack of Alfred. And I'm all hey, for that. There is an Alfred-shaped hole in this movie. Yeah. Um, maybe they should have made the love story between Alfred and Legolas instead. <laughs> and then we can get both of the best parts of the original trilogy, <laughs> Alfred and a love story. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, the end the end of the scene, I, I don't, it might be in the book. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, don't, I, feel, I feel like it's not. But Bilbo, like, taunts Smog and then, like, reveals himself and just no. stands there. And I'm like, what Wait do you think is going to happen next? Doesn't next? he grab the cup after he, he took the ring I, off? I don't remember, he but he has it. himself to Smog. With <laughs> and Smog, cup oh, I do like that. There's a choice they make. They make Smog's eyes like spotlights. So you That's can in see, the book. So you can, yeah, it is. So you can see where like his eyes are. 
like when, when he's looking in the moment, which I think is a cool idea in the animation. That's a cool like a, a choice, um, creative creatively. Um, but yeah, Bilbo like taunts him and then runs out with the cup as, as smog is blowing fire at him, and like literally catches him on fire, and he like has to get put out by the dwarves. Smog is also so fat. Like, there's, a, fat. there's a moment where he rolls over on his belly. It's like basically the moment where he's like, do you believe in my magnificence? And he rolls <laughs> over and like, oh, like just <laughs> he's like smacking his belly. And you're like, oh my God. All I can like, look at my belly. I think, I think that, that I don't hate that choice though. He's like, he, what's he been doing? I mean, that's a good point. I He's mean, I mean, what's he get? Yeah, what's he got to do? He's just hanging in there. He's getting fat. Yeah, I don't know. What is he um, eating? Because they, because that's they, a good answer. Because in question, Lake I mean, Town, they mentioned like he hadn't been out of there, and how long? It's like he's got to leave at some point, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, I didn't think about that. <laughs> he eats the gold. I guess. Yeah, I guess that wouldn't <laughs> digest. That would make the belly big. That's true. Set. So at this point. We're at 62 minutes of a 77-minute movie, and we have finished where the desolation of Smog leaves off, which means we have 15 minutes for that entire third movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, and this is where I think, the, the up to this point, I've been able to stay on board. It's rushed, and I don't love some of the design choices. I don't love some of the like acting choices even, but I'm not like out, totally out. The ending, I think, is the worst part of the movie for me um and maybe you'll disagree but the battle of the five armies it, it's just so fast it's just mm-hmm. so fast it's yeah, it's unbelievable speaking of like character turns like yeah. emotional turns they're like i hate you you hate me gandalf shows up and they're like there's other people coming to destroy you. It's like my brother best friend my, my, my <laughs> they, best yeah. friend. They, they put their hands in like their power yes they do something. like yeah. they do the like team it's, they it's do one team <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I love that's it. That's what I was looking with, for. Uh, powers combined. I love yeah, how they it. count down the armies. Oh, there are two armies. Yeah. Oh, there are three. That's one, ah, two, ah, three, ah, four ah. armies. Bilbo legit does that though. When he's sitting down yeah. by a tree, and he's he does like it several times. The battle of four armies. And then Men after and dwarves and elves and is it oh god there's four four armies like oh my god <laughs> this this episode of the hobbit was brought to you by the number four <laughs> i just i just wanted a big bird to kind of like just run around the back <laughs> just, go, just run i mean the eagles are there why can't big bird be there no uh, again the eagles show up but no bjorn so no bjorn at all but then bilbo sits down and then the dwarf finds him and he's like are you Bomber. okay Oh yeah, Boulder's just like, hey, uh, yeah, I'm Boulder. fine. I hit, I hit. He's the same size. Yeah, same Boulder. density. What a nice Boulder! <laughs> I like that Boulder. That's a nice so, Boulder. So he, uh, that dwarf finds him, and uh, Bomber, Bomber, uh, finds Bomber's him, and he, and he says, "I hit my head." We don't even see him hit his head. It's because like, he I, didn't hit his head in this movie. I, 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 no, thought, I, I think mi- he fell I asleep. Thought I missed it. I thought I missed it. I felt that I, I was like, oh, I, I think that just don't like, happen. I'm gonna fall asleep and then just tell people I hit my head when they find him. <laughs> a lot more manly. He's a, he's a deserter. And he, based- he, goes, <laughs> he goes in to see a wall who like is a burn victim and <laughs> laying on a cot. Like, where'd yeah. you get that cot, man? 
and like Gandalf gives him a summary. He's like, "Well, how many of the dwarves have died?" And he's like, "Well, this I, I can't even tell you. It was like this many." He and says, "There's like, only seven of them left," which is we're, we're taking and, some liberties. Yeah, and he said, "And it's going to be six. Thorin is dying right now. <laughs> like, go see Thorin and have this big emotional moment." And I'm like, "This is the least earned." Yeah. emotional moment i've seen in such a long time yep. can you tell me anything thorin said for the no. movie i uh, know no he says you, one i can think said, of one thing he says why do you have this <laughs> when gandalf has the map and the oh that's right he's like he why says, no he said why did you why why yeah basically he's like why wasn't this given to me why wasn't this given to me is i'm the oh the, i the, thought uh, you were like I thought you were asking, like, do you remember what Thorin tells Bilbo when he sees him right before he dies? No, I'm like, I don't I'm like really anything he says. No, he, I, I know he says something, and he's he kind says, of. I felt like he was kind of rude, honestly. You, you had me at hello. <laughs> <laughs> but like, he walked. Also, like, why are so many of the dwarves dead? Because they not many, of that, not that many of them die in the books. I'm pretty sure the the, the books just kills the attractive ones. <laughs> and to be fair to this movie. It wouldn't have mattered if they killed one or eight or 12 or whatever, because like you don't know any of them, right? Like, no, I don't know any no emotional. They don't even tell us which no. ones are dead. No, they don't. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, some of them died. It's okay. Well, because if they'd have told us, if they'd have been like, well, you know, that Bofer is dead, I've been like, I have no idea which one that was, which one that is. <laughs> All <laughs> right, well, that's call, a bummer. But what do they call Dane? They don't call Dane shows up dying. Yeah. And they call him Dine. Well, the, technically, <laughs> technically, that's the way his name is supposed to be said. And the Jackson trilogy didn't get it. <laughs> but oh, huh. technically, yeah, it's Dine. It's interesting. Yeah. So, any overall thoughts? Uh, I think we were, I mean, that, that, that's the end of the movie. That's I mean, it's movie. so fast. But for me, I think that animation, I don't prefer some of the character choice, some of the um, design choices I do appreciate and like. I, the music overall is very good. We get we end the movie with another ver, another iteration of the greatest adventure. Mm-hmm. So we get four of those in there. It's great. It's a great adventure, a great song. And I think that if you were looking for a watered down version of the move of the story to like give to a kid, I think it's acceptable. I think it's acceptable as like a hey, like like if I in six or seven years if I read The Hobbit to Ezra. And he's like, well, I want to see, you know, the movie. I can show him this version and feel safe about that. It, it's just not very good. <laughs> yeah. But I, I'm having a hard time even comparing it to the Jackson trilogy. I think I would, given given the fact that time is a factor, it's hard to pick because the other one is so much longer than this. But if time wasn't an issue, I'd prefer the Jackson trilogy over this. But I will go ahead and I'll give it a score. You guys can do. Uh, any final thoughts and give it a score if you want but i would just give it a six out of ten just like all the rest of the hobbit movies it's fine overall both i think both suffer or all four suffer from the same thing overall which is pacing jackson's is too is too slow this is too fast um other small problems but those are the big ones for me spencer what about you i mean it moves. It's the same thing. I mean, it's this. We're probably all going to say pretty much the same thing. It's yeah. very fast. Enjoyed the music, the designs of 
half of the ca- the characters are pretty okay. I mean, honestly, I can't think of anything to say that you didn't. Uh, it's that I didn't really, I didn't take anything away from this one. I oh, yeah. I, I did notice that Lake Town is con- the songs, but I did notice that Lake Town is constructed much better here than oh. it is in the Jackson franchise. Like, the, there's like the a whole act- like two seconds you see it. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, oh, I, I forgot about the like the conversation that the thrush has with Bard. <laughs> Like so and he says, funny. he says to the bird, "You can talk," and then the bird doesn't talk, and then he goes, "Oh, oh, oh!" So the weak spot. He has a, a weak spot. Weak spot. And he t- <laughs> so he talks to the thrush, and then also talks to the black arrow, and he's like, "Oh, the black, trusty <laughs> black arrow. The black arrow has never let me down. I've never missed, and I've never not retrieved it." And I was like, "Can you just shoot the arrow? People are dying. People bard. are dying here, bird." That was <laughs> funny to me. But yeah, we I mean, always yeah. have time for exposition. Right. <laughs> like, imagine if you were just one other person in Lake Town near, like, you got one guy with an arrow, and he's like, ah, this arrow that has served me well. And you're like, like, I want him to zoom out when he's saying that. And there's just like fire and death all around him <laughs> while he's just like, oh, this amazing arrow. Let me, <laughs> it's found on its mighty ways before I thrust it into the, the beast. <laughs> Come on, just do yeah. it. There were people that saw him make that speech before he killed the dragon, and they still elected him king. (laughs) It's true. I mean, I I don't have anything to say about these this movie that like I couldn't. I mean, it's you haven't already said that it's it's fine. I don't think it's I I I, it's like a low five for me. Nice. It's just right. It's just it's not good. It's not bad. It's right there in the middle. Right there at a five. Sounds good. Uh, Devin, what about you? We've been giving these things a six, right? Consistently. I, I did, I've given all four of a six, but you didn't. You gave one of them a five. I think it was yeah. the first one. Okay. Uh, yeah, me and you were sit. Were, you were five, six, six, and I was six, 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 six. <gasps> four sixes, four sixes. El Diablo. <laughs> Dios mío. <laughs> and Spencer. Signing off. Spencer, I think you were like. Six seven, seven six seven six six seven six and now five a, yeah if i'm basing six, seven, six, this five. off as a kid's movie yeah uh i'm going to give this a six okay because uh i don't think it, it's like one of the greatest pieces of animation that's ever been done but they try and tell a pretty fairly complicated story in a short amount of time and overall i think they got the gist across but yeah yeah six six i think is fair all right, Vince. Well, you guys are generous. I, I usually I feel like I'm the uh, generous one. Yeah. Because, but um, not today. It, I feel I've been trying to talk myself into saying five. So say four. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <Or> say three. <laughs> I. It's just it, it was like what Devin had a good argument there for being a kids' film, you know, and what you said about you know years down the road if you're son wants to watch this yeah i agree i personally never want to see it again yeah so I it's watch like it on my own I never, i'd never watch this on my i i bought it on youtube and i'm mad about it and you compare that <laughs> it cost to, me five dollars and i threw a tantrum <laughs> to pixar movies which i would gladly watch again oh yeah for sure um by myself i would say i'm gonna say a four yeah that's fair i think that's totally okay. fair my, my last thought when i first watched it it stood out to me but the end of the movie when they get back to the shire 
Bilbo, Bilbo puts the ring on the shelf and is like, well, my, my time is done and my adventure is done. And then Gandalf is like, oh, but if you only knew the, right. the true nature of this ring and that one of your descendants that has not been born yet and how the adventure that he'll go on, it makes it sound like it's this like, oh, this wistful, uh, incredible time he's going to have with this ring. And uh, I saw a video online where they took that little speech and compiled all the moments of Frodo just like screaming and yelling <laughs> and being stabbed. So heavy. <laughs> and like how how much he hates having having the ring his fingers getting his fingers getting ripped off and like, like oh if you only knew the grand adventure that your nephew Bilbo would have. It was a great time. <laughs> Very strange. He's got it on the mantle like it's yeah. a trophy. Like He's a got it like heirloom. in a, Yeah, like it's in like a thing like the rose from Beauty and the Beast in the center <laughs> of the mantle. Yeah, and it also makes it. I thought for sure that these movies were all connected. And when I say these movies, I mean this Hobbit movie. And then in 1978, the Lord of the Rings animated movie came out, and then a Return of the King movie came out later. Um, I thought they were all connected because this that ending clearly is saying like, wink, 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 wink to the audience. We're gonna make some more movies about this stuff because there's more to the story. The people that made this movie did not make the next movie, and it was not a joint effort. And that is fascinating. And we'll get into that uh, next mm. next episode. But <laughs> I think that's about all we have. So thanks, guys, again for joining us. Um, yep. Reach out on Instagram. I, if you guys want to watch this movie, as Spencer mentioned, it's on uh, YouTube pretty cheap. I have a DVD copy if someone wants to borrow that. I know that a couple of friends have already reached out wanting to borrow it, so... Um, if you want to want to check it out to get some extra context for what we're talking about here, because I would assume many of you have not seen this movie. <laughs> you you can watch it on YouTube without buying it. By the way, oh, really? it, it, it is separated with like there's like a thousand like two minute videos. Okay. Uh, what, well, by two, a thousand, I mean, mean like, like one hundred and forty four. But yeah, there's like it's, they just separate it that way. But I just didn't want to wait for the loading time because yeah, I'm annoying. Yeah, well, that's fair. I, I bought it in the hopes that it would be like really solid and just yeah. yeah. It's just nice to have it as a talking person. I have a question. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, if I may, David, you can cut this out if you want. Oh, no. But I think this is the last time we're going to be touching on the Hobbit, more or less. It is. Yeah. Uh, and so, what does I know this is kind of getting a little deep, but what does the Hobbit itself, like the story of the Hobbit? What does it mean to each of us? That's a question. Like for me, it's it's always been a kind of like tame appetizer to the trilogy. Yeah. So, and I've always loved uh, the character of uh, of Bilbo throughout the story, but it's also I don't know. You take a look at this great adventurer who accomplished a lot, changed you know stepped outside of his comfort zone, changed his whole trajectory, but held on to something so toxic through most of his life. And it pretty much, you know, pretty much killed him. Pretty much what I'm saying is uh, don't start smoking and then try don't do and do later in life. Don't have sex. <laughs> don't, um, I don't know, anything that could be habit forming or addictive or bad no, or I, gambling. No gambling. Yeah. Don't do that. No yeah. Gambling. No yeah. gambling. Delete that fan duel. <laughs> I just I all better think, delete tender. It's not I, going well. I think the Hobbit is a almost perfect introduction to Middle yeah. Earth. Yeah, I think it's a gateway. My first my first thought when you said what does it mean to you? My first the first word that hit me was gateway. Because 
for me, it was this actually in combination with the Black Cauldron series of books was like the gateway into fantasy. Um, it's a especially the Black the Black Cauldron trilogy. It feels a little bit more um, geared towards kids. I mean, The Hobbit is pretty is obviously geared towards kids, but Lord of the Rings not so much. But they uh, it feels like a an entryway to get started in it, but also in a way that is not like talking down to the fact that you're a newbie or that you were maybe just now getting into fantasy. And so here you're starting off with the Hobbit. It isn't like, it isn't like it's like trying to uh, meet you at your level. It's just trying to say, this is, this is kind of the beginning of what you could, there's more of this. There's more to this, not just in the franchise, but in, in, in reading in general in fiction, if you're into this style, there's a lot of things like it. And so that to me is like what it was. I was like, Oh, books could be like this rich and this deep and this, um, heavy with lore and theme and and all these things uh this book is a is a is an appetizer basically to the entree the biggest entree i've ever had in my life <laughs> but <laughs> uh but you know it's 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 very similar in, in a lot of those aspects and so that's was kind of my first thought was like that's what it is to me but it, even though it is that it is not i don't look down on it for that i don't look at it and maybe someone else does but I, I don't see it as like, well, this is like the kid version of the Lord. Like you can't handle Lord of the Rings. So you give your kid this first. Like, mm-hmm. no, it's just like, it's just different. And it is, it is, has a different feel to it, which is kind of part of why I wished Jackson's trilogy had a little bit more of a different feel to it um, than the, the Lord of the Rings. Because it, it, to me, the book fits in the world, but it does have a different feel to it. And he is trying to kind of do a little bit different stuff to accomplish different things with that book. So I guess that, that's what it is to me really. But maybe Spencer, I just I got a little deep on there. <laughs> anybody else? Anybody else have a have a thought on that? I mean, it's very much a story of personal growth, finding yourself yeah. within yourself, which is I think, uh, which is makes it make which makes a lot of sense because it's considered a children's book yeah. that you're finding who you are as you go through your life and these crazy, I guess, adventures. So I mean, it's it's definitely a self realization sort of thing. Uh, the everyone i guess you could go along the thing of like with thorin because thorin all of these issues that everyone has monsters within them so i mean there's a lot of just personal stuff that it's i mean i'm not doing nearly as good of a job of articulating it because i wasn't expecting a legitimately yeah. good question <laughs> Devin over there <laughs> no i think but, that's, a, that, that's a great answer i think but I mean, yeah, that's it's it, it. And yours is great too. I mean, it's it's a perfect introduction to a much larger world. I don't know that you could really. I don't. I don't. I think that if he'd have just started on Lord of the Rings, like as Tolkien, I think if he'd have just made the Lord of the Rings first, I don't think it. Pro- I don't. I probably don't think it would have worked. Like at least not right away, because yeah. I mean, it's 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 almost especially for that time frame. It's almost too. It's too big at that time like where you're like making languages and all sorts of crazy stuff so you need this slighter introduction to where you're like oh that was pretty cool and then you make it bigger so i mean it's 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 a great point by everybody so far yeah ditto (laughs) i was really wanting vince to be like well i hate it i disagree completely you're all wrong it's all trash and all trash books should be burned <laughs> I wouldn't read this book if it was the last book on the planet. It's dangerous for the youths. It, it, it hurts you into joke about it. Promotes it? witchcraft. This is the Shady Buffalo podcast, and we promote book burning. <laughs> you're hurting. You're hurting my heart. So <laughs> you're breaking my heart. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, okay. Why does it hurt so much? <laughs> well, that's from uh, oh, that's that's from the Hobbit. That's, that's right. Yeah. I forgot about Terry that. Terry says it. Yeah, we Terry. got Terry and we got Padme in but here. Which why yeah. does it hurt so much? Because it oh, was man. real. <laughs> God, it's so corny. Oh, I can't believe that actually. Made it. Oh, okay. Well, any other uh, any other deep philosophical questions? No, that's. That's the only one I have oh. for this for so this you can, trilogy. Uh, you can text Devin. <laughs> give me a second, Devin. We'll, we'll put your number out here. You can send Devin a text <laughs> message and let him know what the Hobbit means to you. But oh. uh, um, no one, no one better text me because <laughs> someone might, you know. It will be three one seven. No, you know what? No. Devin wrote my name, my number on the bathroom wall of a gas station once. <laughs> I, Devin deserves this. De- put the number out there. Devin deserves it. I got text and calls for months. <laughs> I forgot about that. I, I did not. I told that story the past week. Oh, you don't no. know what I got from those text messages. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> well, we've gone off the rails to the point where this is just where we're going to stop. So, hey, good night. So, Reach out, um, but seriously, reach out. Let us know what you think about this film and what you think about The Hobbit in general overall. Uh, is this the best one, the worst one, somewhere in between? What do you think? Reach out at, uh, at Shady underscore Buffalo underscore podcast is the Instagram page. And with that, we're going to head out and come back with The Lord of the Rings. did it everyone